Fred Film Radio, Festival dei Popoli, Florence, Italy. Fred Film Radio, I'm Laura Della Corte, and today we are here at Festival dei Popoli in Florence to speak with Verena Pavarel. And I mean, there are a lot of works to say about her and his companion and her companion. So, my first question is you and uh, Lucien Casting Taylor have managed to pose a distinctly new problem within ethnographic research and documentary cinema with films such as Caniba and Somniloquies that uh, of limits of the human actually and the presence of the invisible in our way of knowing and recording reality. So the thing is, you developed a concept in an innovative and disruptive way like in the last work you did So the Humani Corporis Fabrica. So how did you, um, you know, develop the original idea? How was the main challenge you had this time? I know you had uh, a very particular point of view on these kind of stories. So, so you want me to tell you the genesis, basically, of the, of the, the latest film? It was, I think we, we were, um, so first of all, we were just finishing, uh, a film that we made on uh, cannibalism, um, where we recorded in, in Japan, we recorded a, a real cannibal and we spent a, a whole summer with him. And of course, uh, when you do that, you think a lot about, um, what it is to be human um, and you also think about um, the body the the body as flesh um, and uh, and of course uh, it leads to you know thinking a lot about the representation we have of the body and um, and the way we also when we think about our subjectivity, our interiority, we very often uh, think about ourselves from the exterior. Basically, we think about ourselves as, uh, you know, the soul, the spirit, uh, and uh, the body, but with the envelope of the body. And then... We were talking among ourselves about uh, medical uh, stuff. Well, one day we were in Harvard University and then we read a, a, a newspaper about a, a medical student who, um, who discovered that the, the person she uh, had to dissect for, for studying surgery was her aunt, was a member of her family. And that was the beginning. And I say, but can you imagine... Uh, you know, the shock it must have been for her. And then we started to talk about what do, what do university institutions like that do when people who die give their body to science? What are we becoming once we're dead? And, and then, so it goes with the question of like what it is, uh, what's the body? What's the, what are we made of? And then, We started to go into hospital and it became this, uh, you know, we became completely fascinated and especially about anatomy and especially about the work of uh, Andrea Vesalius, who was the first um, 
I mean, he was not the first, but he was the first who created the um, the book of modern anatomy that is still considered as the. Uh, so the the name of the book is De Humani Corporis Fabrica, and the title of the film comes from there. Um, and uh, and then we we started to uh, to go into hospital, and then uh, in order to um, try to see how the doctors see the body, and telling ourselves, but that's interesting that the doctor they have a really privileged purchase on the body because they can they can look at it in a way that we cannot access, basically. And uh, they can uh, transgress. I mean, what are they doing basically all day is to transgress the body, to go inside and to remove pieces of it and to replace pieces of it. And how... And they have this magical instrument to look at it. They have all those cameras that goes into the body. So how about we go and then we borrow those instruments from them and then try to see if we can take those um, instruments and images and bring it to cinema. Yeah, an amazing work actually. And it's something like you can even imagine sometimes, you know, what what is like. And... Uh, not long ago, you, you talked about um, negative capability. That is an expression used by the poet Keats to indicate um, like uh, a state of uncertainty and the fact that we can live in doubt without um, always searching for, for the truth or for a reason. So can you comment this for us? I mean, related to your work, actually, too. No, it's a it's a it's a good question. It's not an easy question, but it's true that uh, both Lucia and I were uh, we like this uh, this uh, sentence uh, from Keats, who comes from a letter he wrote to his brother, and uh, he was comparing Shakespeare and Coolidge, and then he said he he has a preference for Sh- Shakespeare uh, because. Uh, he has the ability to yes to stay in the state of um, he's not trying to reach for clarity like cr- clarity in the sense of like a explanation and clarification all the time and I think it's true that in our work we we like not to understand direct, like we, we first of all we don't like to explain or to over explain which is the which is unfortunately the 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 dominant form of uh broadcast uh, uh i mean of documentary who try to imitate bro- broadcast journalism but journalism is something documentary should be something else um and uh and uh where usually um documentary uh, claim to have a you know um, a privileged access to reality, but in fact, most of documentary that you see you you listen to people explaining about their life rather than watching them living their life and experience their life and so what we 're trying to do is to uh, stay on the side of the unreachable with words or the beyond the words or the trying to to yeah to to show or to to 
to understand that the invisible is uh, is married with the visible, and that there is always this uh, interesting um, bleeding between between visible and, and visible, and and uh, and then we don't try to be pedagogical. We don't try to impose any uh, intentionality on the viewer. Uh, and any explanation with prose or music, we don't try to impose anything. I think it's quite open-ended, our film, and then we try to not to answer question. We don't try to, we don't have a message, uh, but we we really like to um, to give an experience, to give an experience that you leave while watching the movie. And then, uh, yeah, and that's the... You get carried away. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, my last question is um, a personal point of view, actually. What, what I love the most about your works is that um, you, you try to, to focus always on the face of characters when you want to show something, actually, is um, the major... Uh, rule in cinema, I think, is show, don't tell, so it's what you said before. And it's like you leave the body of the character you are, you know, showing us, tell the story, so speak about itself. It's like um, a different kind of explanation, actually, but it's an explanation that makes you think about some new questions so you see something and then you start to wondering so what's the sense of it what's uh, now that I know this what I can change in my perspective or something like that so um, and I was thinking about Kaniba especially so I think it's it was difficult from my point of view to, to have this clear view on someone like a cannibal because you said you had spent a summer together so how did you do that? I mean it's not easy to have uh, an eye from above or something like that so can you just I mean I, I know it's like asking you for the secret of your job but it's, it's amazing to see from the spectator point of view So the question is, how did we spend yeah. a summer with a cannibal? <laughs> More or less, yeah. Um, now it's a, you know, it's for, for, for us, I think it was extremely interesting to be able to, to discuss, to, to try to understand what, what it is to be, to, to, uh, I mean, what are we doing when we're trying to make a film we're trying basically to understand what it is to be human this is this is the main question right what it is to be human what it is what's and uh and there's so many things we we have so many taboo and there is so many things that we try not to see there's but it's that's dangerous not to look that's very dangerous Uh, to close your eyes, actually, and, and, and to try not to see. 
as, I mean, not try not to see what's belong to our world and what it's part of us. Uh, you know, I was uh, like, uh, do you think it, you will think I'm digressing? But this morning I was uh, again, I w went again to see the Fra Angelico at the Museum of San Marco, and uh, and uh, everything is there. I mean, I was just looking at those fresco, and it's amazing. Uh, And there is one uh, fresco of the of the Fra Angelico, and every time they they like all this Renaissance uh, painting. If you look carefully, look at the you have always the hell and the paradise. What is hell? They all eating each other. It's like all about cannibalism, and and if you look in history, like we there is everywhere in every uh, place of the globe, people have been cannibal. Seriously, endo cannibalism. I'm not going to give you like a like an anthropological class right now, but basically there, there has been uh, cannibalism everywhere. And as I said the other day, uh, you know there are forms of cannibalism that uh, sur survive and like in a completely uh, soft uh, uh, way. Like uh, every sexual act is uh, is a little bit of a cannibalistic, uh, you know, uh, gesture behind or. Uh, even a newborn sucking the the the, the nipple, of breastfeeding. It's just there is all this thing. Even a kiss. I mean, what what a, what a kiss is. I mean, like and think about a sexual act, and then you it's it's all about eating the other basically, um, and uh, and uh, and so going back to taboo. Uh, I think it's completely fascinating to ask. To question the taboo and say why it is considered as obscene, and obscene mean outside of the scene. So why not put back into the scene what people don't want to see? Because if you don't want to see, it means that you don't want to think about it. But that's where the danger lies. You know, when you don't want to think about this part of us as human, then and then when you see the violence everywhere around, but still you don't want to accept that we're animal that we're that we, there is this cannibalistic part of us that's uh that we are completely demoniac i mean like look around look at the news and then you you know that we're like those kind of devil creature we are and uh and so to be with him to be with him it's you know, it's a wonderful opportunity to to you know to encounter somebody who has been only portrayed as a monster, but he's also like a specialist of Shakespeare, who is a, you know, a, a really refined reader and a music listener, and, uh, and um, the, just to complexify a little bit the, 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 the image of a monster, just to complexify the, the, the image of a human being. And, and that's not difficult. It's a, it's, it's a, it's fascinating. Uh, I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that it's a pleasure. Uh, I'm not saying that it's not scary sometimes to, to be with these two brothers that are, you know, more fucked up than the other. Uh, but, uh, um, sorry, I, I'm saying it's for the radio and I'm saying like beep. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, so. So when you you convince that uh, there is something to be 
uncover, unveil, when you're convinced that there is something that we can share um, and that will help us to understand what is our common humanity, common humanity, then it becomes easier. Thank you so much. You have been amazing. So we've been with Verena Pavarel and Laura De La Corte, Fred Film Radio. Thank you so much. Fred Film Radio, 24-7 on fred.fm and smartphone apps.